Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I want to identify in this podcast a trend of recent decades that I believe is really going to damage American democracy uh, and American greatness if we don't curb it. And it is the politics of personal destruction. You know, I'm actually an advocate for politics being contentious. I think it's the way the founding fathers intended it. Uh, I, I, I think the founding fathers did not trust human nature. And so they wanted a division of a separation of powers. Um, they, they wanted there to be contention. They liked the idea that there could be vetoes and there could be, uh, you know, filibusters and, and, and that parties could oppose each other. And uh, they, they, they wanted that. They wanted the checks and the balances. They wanted the separation of powers. They didn't want any one body of government to be able to dominate. They didn't want any one party to be able to dominate. They trusted in checks and balances. They trusted in um, some kind of limit on ambitions and political machinations. So whenever we have a government shutdown over budget crisis or something of that nature, I'm always on this podcast saying, look, relax. This is the way it's supposed to work. We're having tension because there are different views and conflict. That's why we send people to Congress. That's why we do what we do. And so I'm not bothered by that. What I am bothered though by, though, is the trend of recent decades toward trying to destroy those people personally that we cannot defeat politically. And that has become insane. Um, And we've got to guard against it. Now, there's a lot of drama right now in the Trump administration about who's criminally misbehaved and uh, should charges be filed and, uh, you know, what, what, what can we do to expose people's personal lives so as to remove them politically. Now, let me say right up front that if anyone is engaged in criminal activity while in office, obviously investigations, prosecution, and impeachment or removal should ensue. That's that's not even in question. I'm not trying to harbor criminals here in this podcast. What I am trying to say, though, is that almost as soon as someone is elected these days, their political opposition starts looking for ways to destroy them personally. And I got to tell you, I think this really began uh, back when Robert Bork was nominated for the U.S. Supreme Court. I was there on the day that he walked out of the Capitol building. And I got to tell you that I, I've gone back and looked at the transcripts. I, I never will forget his face. I was standing within feet of him as he walked out of the U.S. Capitol to get in his car. And the look on his face was as though, I don't want to use the word rape, but it was as though he had been devastated almost in the way that I imagine a rape probably is. He 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 just looked absolutely undone, not just because he had... Um, his nomination had been turned down, had been rejected. Uh, but because, as I later learned, uh, he had been absolutely vilified. Uh, Senator Teddy Kennedy and Senator Joe Biden had said things about him personally 
that were absolutely astonishing. They should never have been said in public discourse. They should never have been said on the floor of the Senate. Um, It was unnecessary. It was a personal vilification. It was an attack at the most personal level. Should never have been done. Defeat him if you want to. Defeat him if you have the power. But you don't have to destroy the man personally. Um, Many of you who know my career uh, will know that I co-wrote a book with Tom DeLay. Uh, Tom and I are friends, and uh, he was a House Majority Leader uh, of an exceptional level of impact and uh, did a lot of things. And and by the way, he and I disagree about some things. We, we've sat up many many an hour uh, over something good to eat with Bev involved, and she expressed her, her opinions too, and we talked about what we disagreed about. We we once bunkered into a, a beach house to work on a book together, and I would be still asleep, and I'd hear Bev and Tom in the other room uh, arguing politics and yelling at the news on TV and all that. So disagreement is, is certainly part of our, our relationship. But I was stunned at the way people went at him personally. Um, he, there, were, there were legal charges against him that were at nothing but politically motivated. Um, the worst that was ever found was an accounting error that wasn't even his accounting error. Um, he had to spend lots of money to uh, defend himself legally. Um, his career was ruined. He was driven out of politics. His wife's health suffered. I mean, it's it's stunning the kind of damage that was done to him. And he didn't do anything that wasn't exactly what his political party uh, was intended. There was nothing criminal. He had never done anything illegal. Um, he was a moral man. He was a Christian man. He was a good man. The other side just didn't like him. And what you may not know is that a person could take office in D.C., and while they're serving in public office, they can be fighting private legal battles that are draining them financially. I mean, I know people in D.C. who have spent huge fortunes defending themselves. And um, that's that's certainly a major part of the issue. I mean, I'm not I don't know enough. I, I don't think any of us know for sure exactly what happened with Russia and Donald Trump. But I can tell you this man is spending a lot of money on lawyers. Um, it's ridiculous. We can't let this continue. I'm, I'm not so much speaking of the Russia investigation, but we can't let it continue that if you can't defeat a man in a political race or on a policy issue on the floor of the House or the Senate, that you can gin up uh, uh, investigations and legal charges so that the the man is bankrupt, uh, basically destroyed financially. Uh, Our elected officials don't make that much money. Some of our best elected officials were not wealthy when they came into office. Um, They ran sort of average businesses. And then they go into office and uh, they make decent money, but it's not great money. It's not great money at all. You can look it up. It's, pu- it's public information. And it's, it's not. And so if you're fighting a legal battle with lawyers at $500,000 an hour, um, you, 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 are, you can literally be serving the American people and end up bankrupt for it. I never will forget the Reagan era official, a member of the Reagan administration, who was found not to be guilty of the charges against him and said before the press, where do I go to get my reputation back? And, you know, we're all we're all wondering why there aren't better people representing us uh, in our federal government uh, and maybe at our local government. We're, frequently, I have people come up to me and say, where are the Churchills? Where are the great leaders today? Where where, where are the stalwarts? Where, I mean, there are some in D.C., but where, where are the great ones? Now, one of the things I remind them of is that I'm not sure 
if we would have had Winston Churchill, if he could have been treated, if it was possible in his day to treat him and to assault him and to prosecute him the way it's possible to prosecute an elected official today. You know, Churchill was not a wealthy man. In fact, uh, he was oft, he was in debt every day of his adult life. Um, and, uh, and frequently his wife was freaking out over the bills at Chartwell. Um, prime minister didn't make a lot of money at that time. Um, he was prominent. He was changing world history. Uh, he was helping and leading the way towards winning world war II. but he was not a man of a lot of money. If he'd had to fight legal battles for something he'd said or something he'd done or something he hadn't done, but was under investigation or some kind of trumped up prosecution, I'm not sure we would have Winston Churchill's legacy to live out today. So I know it's, it's in human nature to want to see our political opposition suffer. I, I know it's in human nature to say anybody we oppose politically must be real dogs. Uh, therefore, let's investigate them. Let's, let's dive into their whole life. Uh, let's find out if they've ever said anything lightly racist or, or ever done anything that might have been illegal in their, in their used car company or their, or their extermination company or whatever, whatever it is that they used to do. Let's investigate everything they've ever done, every tax return they've ever filed, everything they've ever said publicly. And if there's anything we can prosecute or go after, the issue, I've been told many times, is not so much a victory. The issue is a process that drains them and makes them eventually surrender. Well, you know, I've I've been honest in my tax returns my whole life. I've never tried to cheat. I've paid my taxes. I pay a huge amount of taxes. Um, but I got to tell you, somebody investigates every single. T- by the way, my tax returns are pay are done for me. Uh, so somebody investigates every tax return I've ever filed. They'll probably find some little something somewhere. Nothing criminal, um, but but you can always find dirt on on a person who's got a life of any length and of any complexity. Uh, Look at your life. Imagine what it would be like for you to be investigated. And the process then is to drain them, distract them. But what it does is it makes others not want to run for office. It makes others stay away. I have, I know many, many um, women and men I have spoken to and said, why don't you run for office? You would be great. And they look at me with sadness and they say they'd like to serve, but they're just not willing to put their families through it. They have a family fortune maybe from an inheritance and, and they want to do great things with it. They're not willing to spend millions of it uh, on legal fees. And that's not an exaggeration. There are people who have been in office who have had to spend millions defending themselves over politically trumped up charges. And it's done by both sides. I understand that. But my point is that we've got to fight it. Whatever political party is doing it, we have to insist if you if you can't defeat them politically, don't go after the politics of personal destruction. Don't detru- try to destroy them personally. There are people who have committed suicide. There are kids who have been screwed up for life. There are marriages that have been destroyed. There are fortunes that have been lost uh, because the other side politically couldn't just say, well, look, we lost fair and square. We'll have to beat him next time at the next election or in the next policy debate. No, we try to remove him by destroying his life. That diminishes American democracy. It's un-American. It's immoral. It keeps the best and the brightest from running for office. It distracts those who are serving. And it's just a blight on our entire government. So we must bring an end to the politics of personal destruction. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. 
His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.